pretty lonely place, but it doesn't have to be. Here at the Rarely Right Podcast, we want to celebrate stories, authenticity, and discuss life. My name is Ray Schneider, and I'm a counselor who's been partnering with nonprofits for the last eight years to help individuals in high-risk environments get the mental help that they need. And maybe even more importantly than that, be a willing set of ears to listen to their story, to hear both the good, but also the bad, and to encourage them to pick up the pen and be their own narrator, that at any time they can flip the script in their story. And that's what I'm encouraging everyone here to do as well. Your story matters. And no matter where you find yourself in life, you always have the ability to change the narrative. Welcome. So a couple of things that I wanted to let you guys know about before I got started on the podcast. The first one is that Anchor, who is my my hub, my podcast host, who allows me to use their tool to record and then distributes to iTunes and Spotify and Google Podcasts and Pocket Casts, where all of you are listening. Anchor has created an amazing opportunity for me to be able to make money while making a podcast. So I thought that was really cool, very humbling opportunity. So you may hear a commercial once in a while on the podcast, and I just wanted to make you aware of that. I mean, this is happening because of you and everyone who's who's been listening. So thank you so much for doing that. I also want to say I promise not to have, if, if I do the um, commercials, I promise not to have too many. You know, the whole point of this podcast is to be a quick snippet, 20, 25 minutes every Friday. So I definitely want to be thoughtful around that. The next thing is, is some of you have started communicating with me on Anchor. It allows you to leave uh, voice messages, but people have also found me on Instagram and shot me a note or um, on my Facebook page. So wherever you've been, um, wherever you're coming from, wherever you found me, thank you so much for your comments and your thoughts um, especially, you know, just the positive energy that so many of you are really trying to create in the universe. Um, and kudos to all of you who are really trying to understand what, you know, what your message to the world can be. So I wanted to thank you first and foremost for that. But second, I wanted to say that I heard you. Many people wondered if I had somewhere that they could connect with, and I do. I just created it today, so I'm sharing this with, of course, all of you first. I created an email to allow you to communicate to me. It's rarelywriteray at gmail.com, so the name of the podcast, Rarely Write, with my first name, Ray, R-A-E, at gmail.com. I'll make sure to have that up on the website and on my Instagram as well for you to access. So thank you so much for, for wanting to communicate with me. That's very humbling. And the third, before I start the podcast, is an apology. I know that, well, I hope that most of you saw the notes on social media letting you know that I was very sick last week. You may even hear some of the stuffiness still in my voice. I was severely under the weather, um, under bed rest most of the week, and just didn't even have a voice uh, to be able to to speak. I did try um, just just a, a test to record and, you know, even a minute into talking, I was losing my voice and it was just very painful. So I'm so sorry that there wasn't a podcast uh, last week. 
But thank you so much for being patient with me. And we'll get started now with the podcast for this week. So today's podcast may surprise you. It's kind of surprising me that this is what's come to fruition for me and what's really just been coming up in my life over and over and over again. And even to the point that I randomly chose a podcast to listen to last week when I was sick and this topic came up again. And I'm all about the, you know, the patterns. If there's a pattern arising, you know, you should talk about it. And so this week's podcast is going to be around food, actually. Because the theme of this podcast has been consistently and will consistently be about self, right? Self-improvement, self-development, a lot of self-love. And with a lot of self-love comes a lot of self-forgiveness. And with a lot of self-forgiveness, you know, creates self-awareness. And that's really just an emerging pattern. And so I know what you're thinking, or maybe I'm guessing what you're thinking, and I'm hoping uh, that I can help course correct it if I'm right, is where in the world, in all of this self-development, self-improvement, self-thought, self-love, does food come into play? I genuinely believe that it's a centerpiece. Because if you think about it, there are so many things in life we have absolutely no control over. We don't have control of other people's attitudes or competencies or thoughtfulness or reactions or actions. We have no control over that. We have no control over the weather, though so many of us pray for the weather that we're looking for day in and day out. And we have no control over traffic, um, and, and, you know, the list can really go on, right? We have no control. But there is one thing um, at least three times a day that we have complete control over. And that's what we're putting in our bodies. Now, I want to tell you right now two things. One, I am a healthy eater. But two, I love me some pizza. So this isn't going to be about how everyone should just be eating vegetables and that's the way to the best possible life. It may actually be, but it would be a lesson I need to learn. And by no means am I going to sit here and set your nutrition on track. So that's not what this is This is going to be about, but it's for all of us to take pause in our lives today and be thoughtful about our consumption. Okay? So... I promise I'm not up on a high horse. I wouldn't even deserve to be there if I was. But it's something that's kind of been, well, it's just been humbling me. And I felt like it was something to share out. So hear me out on this. Three times a day, maybe more, you have absolute control what goes into your body. In the morning, you choose if you have a really hearty breakfast or a quick breakfast, or coffee for breakfast, or no breakfast at all. You truly choose what you consume. And when you do that, you're also choosing the energy that your body is allowed to function on. Isn't that kind of insane? And I know that 
we know that, right? Like, obviously we know that, but do we ever take pause to really consider that when we're making that protein shake and we purposely bought the right product to get into our body, when we skip it all together and we assume that our body can run on caffeine with no food and caffeine is actually a dehydrator, right? When, when we actually take the time to be thoughtful around, you know, I'm going to have this yogurt and this, this piece of fruit or this oatmeal and we put it in our body. Do we ever take the time to actually think, wow, I'm fueling myself. This is what's setting myself up for successes. It's not because mom said I need to have breakfast and it's not because Wheaties told me it's for champions, but it's because physically I actually need this to create energy in my body, to fuel my mind, to create the opportunity for me to live the best life I possibly can live this morning. Like that's actually really powerful and really insane. And when I started thinking about it, it actually freaked me out. And, and that's not to say I'm not a, I am actually a very conscious eater. I'm very thoughtful, especially during the week on what I'm going to eat. And this has not been a, a lifetime thing. This has been over the past four years um, where I've just been a little bit smarter about like the measurement of my food. But, but that, didn't, that didn't even create the opportunity that this new thought did where I was wowed by the fact that I'm literally choosing if I'm setting myself up for success or not. And then it goes like that the rest of the day. When we work so hard, we're so busy, in the middle of the day we feel so drained and it's because, why? Well, most of us think because we need caffeine, right? We immediately are like, oh my gosh, I need another coffee or I need another soda or whatever it is that we have. But really, our body's actually looking for nutrition, right? Like we've worn it out, We've burned the calories that we consumed in the morning, and now we need something else. We need more food. And not, and not let's be honest, sometimes the food that we choose, right? Not the, the quick snacks that are free at the office. Not the burrito from Chipotle every single day. But real food, you know, nutrition from vegetables, protein from meat or shakes or, or what have you, healthy fats that our body needs to be able to burn and to live at its best value of our life, live at our best life. Our body needs to live at its best life too. That's the whole point. Every meal is an opportunity for us to give ourselves the best opportunity. Isn't that insane? And then let's talk about dinner. Same thing. Dinner, which is really kind of like weird, is always like the biggest meal of the day. Or at least it was when I was growing up, right? That was always the mindset. You had a really big meal. But at the end of the day, like I don't necessarily need a big meal. My mental brain says I need to just veg out like I'm stressed. But usually it means that my body's dehydrated or I have the munchies, meaning that I have too much energy and I need to be doing something else with my hands, not pushing my hand into the chip bag. But dinner, there's also something really sacred about the actual meal of dinner. Because whether it's for yourself, or for you and your spouse, or for you and your family, or for you and your guests, it's an opportunity 
to serve. And that's really, really powerful. And that's for yourself or for others. To take the time to cut up the vegetables or, you know, break up the garlic or chop up the meat. To take the time to do the grilling, to do the baking, to do the cooking. To actually put the work in that comes out with this thing that you're gifting to yourself, to your body or to your spouse or partner or to your family or to friends that are visiting you. That's so powerful. And then there's another layer. When you're picking your meals yourself, when you're making your own lunch and giving that service to yourself, besides the fact that if you're in New York, you're saving a lot of money, or when you're cooking dinner for yourself or for others, you're choosing what you're putting in your body. And I know that like you're like, yeah, you just said that. You're cutting the meat and crushing the vegetables and blah, blah, blah. But also, think about it this way. Restaurants, our favorite restaurants, and even the restaurants that I can't believe people are constantly going to still in a fast food way, are designed to make you more hungry. They create food to make you more hungry. Purposefully, they want you to come back. They want you to feel like that sandwich was exactly the right size, even though like a half hour later, your body is upset. They add more sugar, more fat, and more salt than you would ever think to add to your food when you're at home. So not only are you gifting to yourself, When you're cooking for yourself, you're also monitoring what's going in your body. Because sure, a little bit of sugar is okay. And a little bit of salt is okay. And we do need healthy fats in our life. But not to the extent that you're actually trying to trick your body momentarily to have you eat more than your body actually needs. Isn't that insane? So it's not about fad dieting. I'm not telling you to go out and never eat again and never to go out again. But it's about conscious eating. What if we were more thoughtful about the food we were putting in our body? Do you think that your day-to-day would change if you actually paid attention to how much protein you actually had during the day? How many vegetables you actually ate during the day or fruit? that you had during the day or how many times in a week you eat out versus getting something that's a healthier choice for your body. And then it can stretch even further because when we're looking at food, we should also be looking at the hydration of our bodies, right? Like your body is like primarily made up of water. You need water so much. And there's so, I've had so many conversations with friends of mine around the importance of water, but it controls so much. Did you know that your water intake and your food intake control your mood? It's not just uh, for the ladies when you're on your period that your mood is controlled by food. It's every day. When you are drained because you haven't nourished your body and you're cranky, food is controlling it, right? When you're dehydrated, you're more likely to be exhausted and tired and prone to headaches. Water and food consumption assist in your 
your sexual appetite. It controls your ability to make quick decisions. It controls if your metabolism is living or dying. It controls your mood swings. It controls, well, well, almost everything. Because if your body is the source for everything that happens to you and food is the source that feeds it, it becomes this really powerful connection and energy. And we know this, humans are connective people. And so I've been kind of wondering what it would look like for all of us to spend a week or two weeks just being thoughtful around our food. I'm not saying go out and, and immediately change everything that you're doing because I don't, I don't think humans do a good job of that. I mean, we do from like January 1 to January like 15. But after two weeks of just aimless cutting, like with no real thought around it, I don't, I don't think humans stick with it. I think they bounce back and they bounce in a different way if they don't have a, a goal and a purpose behind it. So I'm not necessarily saying go out and change your entire life. But be more thoughtful this week around what you're eating and how it affects your body and maybe create opportunities to create food or a meal for yourself where you are being thoughtful. You're being thoughtful around the fact that the earth grew these vegetables for you, that an animal had to die for the meat for you to eat. There's a very sacred connection to food and how we're fed and what sources they come from. And we could probably go like six layers deeper into, you know, pesticides and animal cruelty and all of that. And I I just, that's, I'm not an expert in food. I'm not an expert in nutrition. I know what has worked for me. I'm really wanting to stick on the more personal development and spiritual angle of the food. So I'm just prefacing that as as I continue this conversation because I don't by any means want someone to go, whoa, you're not an expert in that. Where how dare you talk about it? And I also at the same time don't really want to lead, you know, I don't want to lead anyone astray. I just want to create the opportunity for us to be thoughtful. And I wonder if it will help you make small changes in what you're putting in your body. Because again, I don't think a stark, massive difference is really really going to help or what you're going for. You're not going to hear a podcast and immediately just only eat carrots, and I don't think that's healthy anyway. But I think in thoughtfulness, we can make small changes that could make a huge difference. Maybe it's helping us do a little less of the salty snacking every day. Salt is my weakness, so that's why I'm saying that. Maybe it's one less fast food meal a week. Or maybe it's after doing something really strenuous when your body's metabolism is really up, feeding it something so nutritious and healthy, almost like giving your body a gift. Thank you for putting up with what I just put you through. And here's this gift of life, of nourishment, to help you heal faster um, for the next time that we go out and attempt to do, you know, steamed karate yoga in garbage bags or whatever the weird new fat is. Isn't that really interesting? Like food is the gift you give yourself and give your body. 
It is the energy source for everything that you want to accomplish, everything you want to do in a day. It can even affect your sleep patterns. There are foods that people just react to wrongly and it can keep them wired at night. Food is so powerful and it goes deeper, right? Because it goes into personal development. There is no greater topic that people come to me about than their fear of the mirror and not the metaphorical one. People are so unhappy with their image and with their body. And that's where these fad diets come in. They think that there's these quick fixes that are going to immediately erase whatever it is that they're seeing in the mirror. And I'm not, I, I, I by no means am a dietitian. And by no means do I think you need to change. But what if we started caring for our bodies in a different way? If we began to be thoughtful about what we were putting into it over time, don't you think that that thoughtfulness towards how we nourish it, how we hydrate it, how we care for it in that way may help us look in the mirror differently? Because now, yes, I'm still having my, my beers with friends and I'm still having pizza once in a while, but more often I'm being thoughtful around the protein I'm putting in to allow my metabolism to kick up. I'm being thoughtful about reducing so many fatty foods. I'm being thoughtful around my carb intake and making sure that those carbs are higher in vegetable form, you know, versus really heavy, salty yeasts. And yes, vegetables are carbs. Almost everything has carbs in it. We just assume when we say carbs, it means yeast, but that's not the case. Your body needs carbs, but it needs healthy carbs. It needs vegetables. It needs fruits. So many things besides pizza, but I, I do think, I do think mentally we need pizza once in a while too. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, a supporter of, of that initiative. What do you think? Where does food play a role in your life? Is it something you never think about? Is it something you do when you have time? Is it something you overdo? Does it support you emotionally? Or is it hindering you to be the version of yourself that you want to be? We sometimes give food too much power. And we don't take that control back. And sometimes we don't acknowledge its power at all. Sincerely, this week, next week, I challenge you to start being more conscious and thoughtful around food. It is not your enemy. It doesn't have to be. And I'm not minimizing anyone with eating disorders or who really have some soft concerns or even hard concerns around food. I understand that you're going through a different journey, and I hope that this can help you in a small way. But I am talking to all of us who aren't as consumed with the idea of food that maybe we should be, and not in a way that hinders us, not in a way that paralyzes us, but a way that empowers us. Your body is your temple. And until this whole like robotic thing where you can change, like freeze yourself and put your brain in a new body thing happens, which I don't see happening right away. It's the only body you have. So comparing it to other people's, not helpful. But feeding it 
just complete shit all the time, also not helpful. There's a balance. Everything great and beautiful and wonderful in life comes with balance. And food is no different. And it's not about dieting, just about eating, you know, these really crappy protein foods like bars every day that have no flavor and that's dieting. And then two weeks later, you're going to just stop because it tastes like crap. It's about hearty, healthy meals with flavor and texture and our ability to connect deeper into ourselves. Have a conversation this week. Ask someone what they think about it. Push them a little bit further than the first answer that they say. And push yourself. See where you connect to food or where you could connect to food. And see what it's like to be thoughtful around every stage of making a meal. Let's break bread together this week.